You're listening to the Business Secret Podcast. The podcast is a chance for some of Wales' finest upcoming and established business owners to share the story of their business journey. Hosted by the team here at Penguin, our guests talk in depth about how they got to where they are today, offering invaluable advice on marketing, challenges, and the highs and lows of life as a business owner. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment across our socials. You can download your free copy of the book, The Business Secret, direct from our website on www.penguinwealth.com. The book is written for business owners by business owners, offering invaluable tips on time management, work-life balance, how to pick the right team, and so many more activities and tips to get you on the right track. So uh, welcome everyone to this week's edition of the Business Secret Podcast. Uh, Today's guest is Tracy Jones, and as a bit of background, Tracy is the proud owner and CEO of Chrysalis Mindset Coaching, and also the owner of the sister company, TJ Life. So Chrysalis is predominantly a coaching and training company based in South Wales or in Wales, and was established in the middle of 2016. Uh, TJ Life is a younger company that's been established in the last 12 months. As a bit of further background, uh, Tracy lived in Cyprus for two years uh, as a result of some personal issues at that particular time. But with the support she gained from this, she's gone on to become an expert in mindset coaching and, of course, passing on these tools and skills to other people. Uh, She was voted a top 100 businesswoman in Wales in 2018. And Christmas's programmes have been endorsed by the NAEL, which is the National Academy of Education and Leadership. And the company is also recognised by the Institute of Leadership and Management. As a person, people describe her as driven, determined and totally passionate about her work. Welcome to the Business Secret, Tracy. Hi, hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, well, as I said, welcome to the Business Secret. We're currently, we normally do this face-to-face, these podcasts, uh, in our office in Cardiff, at Penguin's, uh, Penguin's uh, uh, main office in Cardiff. But, of course, we are recording during the infamous coronavirus period, so we're, we're doing it on Zoom, the ever-popular Zoom. So we like to start off these discussions Tracy with asking our guests one interesting fact about themselves so perhaps you could tell me an interesting fact about about you. Yes so I'm currently undertaking my CBT test my motorbike test and hopefully I will pass all them there's a couple of tests to do so hopefully by the end of June maybe July I'll have my own uh, set of two wheels that I can go out and about with this is for me for my personal use and I love walking I love going out hiking and I was very fortunate enough to walk to Santiago last year so I'm hoping that I can take my motorbike and I'll just get me out and about more when I've got my own uh, personal time on my hands as well so yeah, always been a, been a, a I was going to say, are you a bit of a thrill seeker with a motorbike? Yeah, I've been a pillion all my life. Since I've been 14, I've been a pillion. I've been a rucksack on the back, um, but now I'm taking control myself. So this might be a bit different. So I might be the one doing 30 yeah. miles an hour, not 130 miles an hour. So it might be very yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good, very good. Okay, so uh, as is a... Uh, obvious place to start I guess perhaps tell us a bit about uh, Chrysalis and about, well, about your business. Yeah so the business as we said began in towards the tail end of 2016. I've been very fortunate um, to have well I came back from Cyprus and started the company to be honest and I think 
what I learned was that um, there was quite um, an, a niche side of this work as well. And I think we've, we'd lost sort of sight of these soft skills, the emotional intelligence, the resilience and the language skills within the workplace. And I think sometimes that if we don't get that right, that's when we can end up having conflict within the work environment. Um, and obviously that's going to have an impact on productivity as well. So when I came back from Cyprus and started really carving out what it was going to look like, it's predominantly based on the soft skills, emotional intelligence, resilience, language skills, transformational coaching and executive coaching. And uh, we've been very, very proud of where we've come so far as well. And um, just seeing how people transform and actually get to understand that they actually do control their minds. Yeah, good. Okay. And is there a an ideal type of client that Chrysalis uh, likes to work with, the uh, size of organization, sector? Is there anything in particular that you that uh, is your sweet spot as such? Yeah, not really. I think probably the sweet spot for Chrysalis is the education sector because that is my background as well. And when we pass these skills on to educators, what we find is it's very much a holistic approach as well. So even with senior leaders that can support their middle tiers and then when staff members come on board and they're trained in this, especially our big packages, um, the transformational is just phenomenal for them. And obviously these can be passed on to children as well then. So it's very much a holistic approach within the education sector, but we work with government sectors, private sectors, corporate, um, you know, there's no end because this basically is your nuts and bolts of your teams. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, and as uh, I'm sure, yeah, I mean, we did speak briefly before we, uh, we, we um, uh, started the recording. Um, you know, is now a particularly busy time for, for your line of work? Do you think it's more important, as important as ever to be, uh, you know, your line of work can offer as much value as it, as it ever can at the moment? Oh, it's never been so important. I haven't stopped. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's, it's um, yeah, I'm just grateful that we have the tools. People are turning to us for support. Um, and the, the both companies, you know, it's just led, it's really looking after the both companies at the moment because everything's via um, Zoom. So all my global work as well is via Zoom. Um, the companies that we've been working with in Wales, obviously are via Zoom as well. So it's been extremely busy. But what's been quite proud for us here at the, with the team in Chrysalis is just being able to manage people and support them from the start of COVID. And we're seeing predominantly now that the fear has sort of like settled down for them a bit. We've had gone through a bit of a curve. And now over the last week now, we're going through a very different mindset now of just preparing people to go back into the workplace because yeah. there's a different fear now as well. There's a different, um, there's a shift at the moment and especially in the last week, the way people are feeling. Yeah, no, it's, it's ever changing. Every week seems to be changing, especially with the uh, lockdown rules <clears throat> changing in different regions as we discussed as well, slightly different in Wales to England. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so um, yeah, it's an ever change. I'm sure, I'm sure what people need will change week by week or what, so by month by month and, and it'll be very different, won't it, on the other side? I'm sure your coaching programs will adapt possibly to, to what might be a different, a whole different world in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think also it's, it's going back into the work environment. I mean, we've had some wonderful emails come in over the last month with people who have been on the big packages and they've come together as clusters also and just saying that, you know, 
they've gone back over the work that they've done with us last year and the skills and the tools that they learned has supported them through this part as well so they know that they will also support them going through that next phase as well so we're there to manage that and support that for them as very well yeah yeah very good well we haven't uh, just slightly changed attack we haven't actually met before have we but um no. Uh, we were introduced by somebody. I was just going to say, how did you end up talking to us here on the, the on the Business Secret podcast? Yeah, it was an introduction from um, a colleague and a friend of mine, actually. So I heard about the podcast, and I thought, mm, okay, I'm a bit interested in that one. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so because that's what we like to do. We love to talk to as many business owners as we can on here. It's a passion of ours, and Penguins uh, as a financial advisory firm is. Uh, is very much geared up to supporting small business owners on their financial journey. So yeah, we like to meet new business owners and uh, yeah, it was Claire, wasn't it, that introduced yeah. us. Yeah. So uh, I changed uh, to dive around in all sorts of different areas, but one of the things we were very interested in, keen on here at Penguin is marketing, you know, marketing strategies. We're doing a business secret podcast, which most small to medium sized financial advisory firms wouldn't probably consider doing. Um, so we're very interested in marketing strategies and ideas. For you, what's been the best uh, marketing approach or what's some of the marketing approaches that have worked for you well for I'm you, got, Tracy? I'm, I'm giggling to myself here because funny enough, someone else asked me this the other day and they couldn't believe that my approach, I don't actually have a marketing strategy. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I just haven't. Um, I had a phone call funny enough last year from somebody asking me to speak at an event and they wanted me to pay for it and I was like no I don't pay to speak at events I get I you know I get paid myself and he said well how do you market the business out then and I said it's just word of mouth mm. and he said well how do you actually do that and I said it's all referrals ever since I've started yeah. it's all been referrals I'm not about the hard sell the hard sell doesn't sit well with me and at the start when it was just me I sent out those hundreds of emails and, you know, got on, picked up the phone and stuff, but it just didn't sit well. And because it didn't sit well, my business stagnated as a result of it. I'm a people's person. It's about building those relationships up. And if it's word of mouth and somebody comes to me as a referral, it means more and it sits much, much better. So, yeah, in the last couple of years, I've not really had to go out there and push it. The business could have probably grown a lot bigger if I had have done, but it's not about how many people I have in the business. It's very much about a small company, and I want to keep it a very small company because it's about work-life balance and enjoying life as well and um, not being in your business for 70 hours a week, which I was at the start, so okay okay well i mean maybe that is maybe that is a strategy in itself and it's, it's interesting that a lot of the guests that we've had on the podcast have been small business owners who would say something similar to you in that really it's referral and relationship driven rather than social media or net well maybe networking or mm. i don't know a more a more um a more specific form of marketing but you know you know it, it, if it works it works doesn't it you feel if you think they're doing a good job or doing the best job you can is good enough and it works, then why would you do anything else? Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, we, we could probably grow a lot larger if we did have a sales team on board. And, um, but actually I'm quite happy with the growth where it is. Sure. And um, maybe, you know, other business people would look and just think, no, you could get much, much bigger, which we have got plans to expand a little bit more as well. But um at the moment, the growth has been aligned to the values of myself and the values of the business and also about enjoying as well. 
yeah. Well, you're not allowed to have fun, are you? Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned work-life balance about a couple of times there. So uh, that's one of the questions we like to ask. We don't some t- some of the business owners get a bit sheepish when we ask this, but uh, you know, how's how's work-life balance? Do you, do you get a, do you manage to achieve achieve a sensible, decent, good work-life balance yourself, or is that a work in progress? It's it has been really good. Um, last year I did slip off. Um, last year wasn't as good, so I try and aim to have a couple of months off a year. <laughs> now I know some business people are probably actually cringing at the thought of that, but um, I was very paperwork heavy in my last job, and that was the decision I made when I came into business that I have to have that work life balance. So last year wasn't as good. But I was also growing the sister company last year, which is, you know, it's, it's give and take through business, as you know. Yeah. Um, I had a month off last May. I walked to Santiago de Compostela yeah, for exactly. weeks, which was amazing. And that was probably around the only time I really had off last year. But this year now, I will be um, setting boundaries for myself as much as I can. So... When you're allowed back out, when you're allowed when back, I'm allowed out. back out, yes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I suppose this is the boundaries at the moment, isn't it? That work-life balance being um, on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we uh, just to add something to what you just said. I mean, our, our one of our strap lines, one of our sort of mottos here is uh, "One life, live it well." Um, you know, we we at Penguin close our office, close the office for everybody at, f- at two o'clock on a Friday, so we adjust the working hours here. Which so we're really. You know, and uh, and we encourage you know as much time off as we can afford our you know our our members of staff here to have. So even though we work hard at Penguin, you know we really really do have a philosophy, and and, and that also transfers to our clients as well in the sense that you know we're tr- our, our main job. Most people think our job at Penguin is to manage their money and make their money grow, but it's it's trying to assist people to have a bit to add more value than just that which is to try and say well okay what's the purpose of money what 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 do you want to do you know how are you going to use this money to facilitate a better quality life for you a better work-life balance a better retirement so yeah because yeah. money is just a t- money is just a resource a tool isn't it it's just a means to an end so yeah. we feel as financial planners which is what we call ourselves at penguin uh, as opposed to financial advisors is to help people achieve the best work life or retirement life balance they can achieve so and we try where we can to practice what we preach. No. So, well, yeah. this is this is exactly it, isn't it? And it's it's practicing what you preach. So if yeah. I'm all about yeah. mindset and I'm all about taking control of your thoughts and the way you feel and how you show up every day, I suppose yeah. I have to behave like that as well. And um, and I've learned those skills over the last couple of years and still learning because that journey never ends. You know that learning and even yeah. in lockdown now is managing your own emotions, your your own self, but. I think what you've just touched upon now is that um, yourselves in Penguin as well as that work-life balance. Uh, that story of the fisherman always pops into my mind. Yeah, and, I like that story. You know, that's just something that just keeps puts us back into clarity. And you think, whatever money you've got, you spend to your means anyway, isn't it? And you know, it's, do you enjoy- want to tell the story? Go on. Tracy, yeah, well, it's about well, if I've got to try and remember it properly yeah. now as well. But it's about that fisherman and. Um, is it the the business person as well that comes along just starts chatting to him and you know he says yeah I fish in the day and I just get the fish that I need to have but I enjoy my life I have a siesta with my wife in the afternoons I play with the children I go meet my friends in the evenings and the business person says well why don't you fish for longer and he's like well I don't really need to but then if you fish yeah. for longer you could get more fish and then you can buy some more boats and then mm-hmm. you could possibly move to LA or 
um, New York or wherever you wanted to go to. And then the fisherman says, well, what would I do then? Um, well, you'd make millions in your company, but then what, what would I do? Well, then you'd sell it. But then what would I do? Well, you'd come and sit down on the beach like you're doing now and you would just spend time with your family, reading books and spending time with your friends. And it's like, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very good. And it's enjoying the journey as well. It's, um, and I have to say for myself, the lockdown has been an amazing time just to take stock again. And I do hope others out there as well has taken that time to just reevaluate your goals and stuff and to think about, okay, you know, we've been given this precious gift of spending time with family over the last couple of mm -hmm. months and we probably yeah. will never get that back again. So it's, you know, it's making sure that your business works for you as well around that time. Yeah, very good. No, very good. Um, yeah, no, that's very interesting. Thank you. Uh, just again, moving in a slightly different direction. Um, so the business was set up in 2016. Obviously, any, any, whenever anyone starts to a business, it's a nerve-wracking, or generally nerve-wracking, worrying time. You know, did you did you feel that you took a lot of risk at the time, or what were the big risks? What, what did you feel the big risks the risks were that you took at that particular time? Well, I mean, I was quite lucky as well. And again, it was going back to my time in Cyprus because um, I'd hit my rock bottom in Cyprus, and um, I needed I didn't have the tools to support me. So this is how the business evolved. Really, was that I learned the tools. Um, to help me to get better in a way. And I just thought, I need to teach this these skills to people. So when I came back from Cyprus and started building that business up, I had to be very mindful as well that I did not want to be bogged down in other stuff. So I was quite, I was quite keen on it just being the laptop myself to start with. But then as you start growing and bringing people in, that was the biggest risk was allowing people into the business because okay. it was my... It was my baby. I'd started it myself. You know, the whole idea, the concept, the programs took me about 18 months to write. So when you leave somebody into your business, it's quite tough to let go and trust because, you know, all of a sudden your materials now have been put into other people's hands. Um, and especially when you've spent so long writing them, rewriting them. Um, but I think that comes with any sort of business really, isn't it? It's, you know, if you're going to grow and have that quality of life as, as well, you just need to allow the people to come in get the right people and I've been very very lucky that I've had the right people come into the business okay. you know we've had good trainers come in and out um yeah I've had good people so I've been very lucky in that sense so is that is that one of your big uh, sort of business messages find a way to uh, not necessarily delegate but to, but not try and wrap your arms around every aspect of the business and try and micromanage yeah. everything is that one of your big takeaways yeah and I think as um you know the, the, one of the, my failures at the start was lack of outsourcing um be, again because i think it was that limiting belief you know i had a paycheck every month for like 20 years and all of a sudden there was no paycheck and i i'm a very driven person so i had to prove to myself that i could do this and allowing people in then it was quite tricky at the start that was just my belief that was but the lack of outsourcing definitely trying to do it all myself um but also as well failure leads to biggest bigger learnings and unless you have failure in your business or something hasn't worked out quite well the growth is is not going to be as um as high i don't think you know yeah. because the learnings you get when things don't go quite right is that you know you're not going to do that again 
yeah yeah of course and your is, is that one of your what would you say your big well, I was going to ask you that question your biggest yeah. learning point or biggest failure or biggest mistake is that uh, is that yeah. you'd incorporate and it was, yeah and it was it was the lack of outsourcing as well and I think it's just understanding what you need you know what you're not good at um, because that will hold your business back and help me back also because when I understood what I needed to outsource, um, that's when the growth came also. So no, very good. No, I think that's I think that's one of the key a key it's just a key part of growing a business, isn't it? Try to tr uh, make that transition from being a sole trader, a one man band to not being that is as big a bigger leap as any in business, yeah. I think. It's as big a leap as starting a business to then take that next step into you know, not being right the only, only That person. is definitely the, the, you know, the next biggest leap, isn't it? It's because you know you need to, to put, bring somebody else on board, but you might not financially be ready for it, or you might not have enough work in the books at that time, but if you don't yeah. do it, it'll hold you back. So there's probably like a couple of months gap there where you're sort of balancing and juggling things just to make sure yeah. that you've done that right decision, but you need to do it for the next sort of growth spurt as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you mentioned that, you, know, you, you, you mentioned the words you're not ready or you're probably not ready. Well. I think the thing I've learned in business, um, it's probably life, but is that you're never ready. Are you never ready to set up a business? It's never the right time. It's never the ideal time. Um, it's never the right. It's never the ideal time to do anything. And it's sort of uh, biting the bullet, isn't it, to, to go to that next level? Yeah. So it's. I think for people who are starting out, I don't know if you take this view. For people who are starting out or considering starting out in business, who are thinking, oh, maybe now is not the right time, or I'm not ready. I don't think I've ever met anybody in business who ever thought it whoever felt completely ready or felt it was completely the right time, whether it's to start a business or to then expand their business like you've done. So I don't know if you agree with that, but no, yeah, it's very true. And like you said, it, it's, it's making that leap, isn't it? It's, um... yeah, it is, it is all a leap. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. One question I was going to ask is, is, is sort of mental. I would imagine this might be the case, but in like what you do work wise, you know, we believe in having mentors or, or and having people to coach you to, you know, in our case, we've had other, financial advisory firms that we've shared ideas and had done mentorship with is that something you believe in and something you've massively. done yourself as well as yeah okay I thought it massively, might be <laughs> massively massively um and again last year I sort of took a break for some reason I've got a couple of I got two coaches I was a part of a peer um, coaching group as well which was apps oh that was just phenomenal and but last year I sort of dipped a little bit at it but I'm back on it again now and you know, but because this is what I personally do for people. I am that confidential confidant and I'll yeah. challenge people anyway. So when it's my time and coaches have coaches, you know, the best coaches in the world will have their own coaches because you cannot, um, I cannot personally express how important it is to have that time for yourself. I absolutely look forward to and love having my own sessions because it's all about me, <laughs> you know, and it's all about somebody challenging you on the other side and pu pushing you out of your comfort zone. And, you know, yes, you've got your team around you. Yes, you talk to your team about your goals and where you're going and stuff, but you just need that somebody on the sidelines that you can just turn to whenever you're ready for it and that you can spend that time with them. Um, that is critical and crucial in my okay. perspective. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought you might say that. Um, yeah. yeah it's in your line of work and, and that, yeah, you said you put forward a very good case of that. Uh, just slight, yeah, change of tact, as I say, uh, again, um, 
as, you know, as a financial planning firm, we're all, as I said earlier, we talk, we talk a lot to the business owners and what we do day to day with our work. And, uh, you know, the language you use is a fine, we use a financial freedom date, really retirement, a financial goal in the future. Is that something that you're working towards in a general sense? Do you have a financial plan? I'm not asking you for the details, don't worry. Yeah. But, you know, is that something that you <laughs> think is important to say, well, I want to be, I want to be there, whether it's financially and the business in five, 10, 15, 20 years, I want to be able to retire in some point in the future. Is that something you've planned at all or can, well, yeah, planned in some degree? Yeah, I think with the Chrysalis company, it will be built up to a point and um, there is an exit strategy for that one. Um, but with the sister company also, and I think to be honest with you, my work, I can't call it work neither. This is because quite often it's to do with the mindset and we're on such a brink of, um, you know, there's so much science out there now that's developing. There's so much being developed around the mindset and mental health and stuff that it's an exciting time to be within this industry. And because of my passion, I can't see me ever not doing it, whether I'm being paid for it or not doing it. It's just part of me now. So, yes, um, for the actual training company, there is an exit strategy. For me, exiting oh, yeah. this type of work, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. So you see yourself, you know, whether you need, you know, as, as we always say, most people, business owners are working towards a date where they have the choice of whether they work or not most will probably continue working you know because they by, by definition of a business owner they tend to be passionate they tend to love what they do they tend to be determined sort of ambitious people and retirement in the traditional sense probably doesn't necessarily suit them so yeah we, we see it a lot where people want to be in a position where they have the choice of whether they work but they probably still carry on working even if they won the lottery perhaps because they just love what they do and and there's only so much golf they can play and so on so or whatever it might be so yeah, so, uh, and you, yeah sounds and like kind of, you know and you occupy that mind as well and if you've got something that you 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 can give and you have that passion um yeah and you know it, it's not work then is it no and then actually on a practical level you know we see this quite a lot where if you're a decision maker in business and you're used to and it might sound a bit of a strange thing to say you're used to having um in at least in your own mind the social status being an important person you've got you might have employees relying on you you might have clients relying on you you feel very relevant and important and, and retirement actually uh, it's quite well known that retirement from business for is a very difficult transition because you suddenly leave the working world you become a bit irrelevant arguably and you know and, and quite often there's quite a deterioration in people's sort of I don't know, they kind of age quickly, really, if they retire for, you know, yeah. and, and so it's much healthier anyway, to sort of see a transition, maybe reducing work, but, you know, cherry picking what you do work wise. I know we were talking earlier about, you know, the certain goals that you've got and, you know, ideal clients and, and just cherry picking what you what you want to do, but actually staying in the business world, because yeah. as you say, to keep the mind, uh, I think you said yeah. something like keeping the mind ticking over is really important. So, and that's yeah. not a financial, yeah. but that's, you know, finances aside, you know, it's really important. Um, yeah. and so, it's, so because a lot of people, gone. No, sorry. It, yeah, I was just about to say, like you say, it's, yeah. that it's important for that mental health, isn't it? And um, to keep going on that side of it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
absolutely, yeah. No, really, really important. You can't just do Sudoku all day long, that's what I say. No. It's not going to work, is it? That is another set of my clients as well, is clients that are going into retirement phase. Um, and that's in the sister company. And, you know, some people that I work with, they retire in from their main role in their 20s. Um, so that is another role that I actually do work in. So I, I get what you're saying quite, uh, quite yeah. clearly there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it in sort of South Wales, sort of like with the professional rugby players, obviously their careers finish in their 30s or late, late 20s, 30s. And it's a massively, I get the impression, I don't know, but it's, it's a very difficult transition to suddenly think whatever the financial circumstances to actually just to not see us to suddenly have to see yourself as a different you know uh, person because you're no longer the the sports star that you might once have been it's a it's yeah, a big that. mental shift i would imagine it's a huge yeah, mental shift massive. yeah massive massive shift yeah. um, you know one one minute you're in the line yeah line. so not um, easy that um no quite tricky to manage yeah yeah, and like you said, it's yeah. been in that limelight one minute, and then the next day, then tricky, that's over. Very tricky. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's a difficult one, and, and there's probably a big market there for helping those people transition, I guess. Um, so yeah, one uh, question I was going to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, getting, well, actually, you've already covered this, possibly, getting the right people in your business and recruiting. Um, have you had success in this area? I suppose you've got to say yes, haven't you? Because people might be listening. But <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, uh, you have you had success in that area? And uh, and uh, you know, you know, have you got any tips on on top tips on how to recruit the right people, whether it's process or or, or whatever it might be? Yeah, I think for myself, I would be on on a personal level as well. It's just take your time with it. Um, you know, take your time. If you know what way you're wanting to sort of start bringing people into the business, start looking at not just their skill set, um, but very much about their emotional intelligence. Um, has to be hand okay. in hand, and just taking time. You know, we're looking at some more consultants now for about September, October. That process. I've started thinking about that. The type of people that we want. Um, and the backgrounds as well, but you know they need to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk, especially in our line of work as well, and be able to be practicing it every day, not just doing it because it's work, but they live and breathe this type of work as well, so that it's just second nature to them. So yeah, just take time with it and um, not rush into it. But you know, I understand as well. Sometimes you time is not, um, you know, you don't have the time on your hands to be able to do that, but just sitting on it, especially, but throw in some questions on your emotional intelligence there. Cause that is your nuts and bolts of your teams. Okay. I, I can't remember exactly what it was called. And I, there's a, there's a, there's a chap, uh, a guy I follow on LinkedIn called Dr. Travis, I think his name is or something. And he, uh, he was sort of talking about these emotional intelligence uh, sort of uh, assessments that you can do. Is that, is that yeah. something you, you do? You yeah. Do that so, sort of thing? Yeah, I support people as well in um, recruiting and um, on how they recruit and the type of person that they want for their business. And, you know, there are, there are questions out there, some specific questions that you can ask around this, because, you know, when you're looking at leadership skills and qualities, you know, you, you're looking at the higher up the leadership spine you go anyway, that emotional intelligence needs to be very, very high in comparison to skill set. You need people that can, 
communicate together, to can work together, you know, that, that resolve conflict easy, that can upskill themselves as a result because they are self-aware, they can self-regulate, yeah. um, they can, the curveballs, you know, when the curveballs hit, that they can just sit up and just self-manage themselves and their teams around them. So at that point, skill set doesn't come into it then when you have those curveballs. You need to be able to regulate yourself yeah, and support yourself there. So I think for, for myself there, that has to be quite key. And is the emotional intelligence something that the training, whether you do it or other firms, or well, is, that, is it something that can be trained effectively? Yeah. And is that, is that the direction of travel for what you do is, is, yeah. is yeah, emotional intelligence training as such, coaching? Yeah. That's, that is predominantly what we do as well. And it can be trained. You can. I've, I've done it. <laughs> I've, I've been that person. I've retrained my brain to be able to manage a lot better and to self-regulate and self-manage myself and, and to sit and coach yourself, you know, and trust yourself as well. So, yes, it can be. It takes time. It's not. Yeah. The... But that's the, I think that's the, the I, I, I believe that's kind of the direction of travel for a lot of organizations i'd imagine it's going to be a massively growing area i, I, I think it would be you mentioned self-regulate what do you mean by self you know can you give examples of self-regulate um yeah. For, so, yeah. you know like when you do have those curveballs and you know oh you're the pressure cooker you're feeling as if you're overwhelmed you know and just being able to step back ask the question okay so how am i feeling all right i'm no i'm feeling stressed i'm a bit manic at the moment what do i need Okay, I need yeah. to calm down. I just need to, you know, whatever it is, and that you can just talk to yourself. And before going into the next next task, you know, highly charged, do I need to be highly charged? It's not serving me. It's not serving my team. What do I need to do? Do I need to step out? You know, and just ask, having those conversations with yourself all the time, and and just calming the body down as you're having those conversations. You know, yeah. we we go in, we train people on how to set themselves up before meetings. You know, right. small, simple tips um, and how to be more aware of others and just reading other people's body language stuff. I mean, this stuff has been around for years. I mean, yeah. Daniel Goldman highlighted it in the 90s. It was a massive wave for business then. But it's trends, isn't it? You know, it comes in waves yeah. and fluxes. And, but to be honest, I think that this shouldn't just come in waves. This should be something no. that you need to be constantly working on. Yeah, I find it quite interesting your line of work. Do you think? Um, I think there's a you know, there's a reluctance in the UK, isn't there? Perhaps to I mean, yeah. Do you think there's a cultural reluctance in the UK, but that's changing in terms of the work you do? You know, yeah, in the states yeah. obviously far more mainstream. I, I my perception is it's far more mainstream, but and the UK starts. Yeah, yeah and I think what's helping also at the moment as well is that we're talking a lot about it, but also we just need to move on with it. And I think when you think about back in the era, like your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, you know, it wasn't really sort of apt to talk about feelings. But however, your emotions drive you. So, you know, once people realize that when the training comes along, I'll, I get, especially men, I'm really sorry to say, but yeah, when it's in the training room and we're talking to them, they'll say, they'll come up at the end of the day or day two or day three and they're like, oh my God, Trace, I really thought this was just not going to be for me. I thought it was going to be all fluffy, but it's not. I'm not a fluffy person. I don't like to deliver stuff in a fluffy manner, but it's hard facts. It literally is hard facts because the more we speak down on ourselves on internal dialogue if your internal dialogue is negative if you're a worrier or you work out of anxiety you work out of fear 
that is predominantly going to impact your mental health and your physical health over long periods of time. Um, I can see that in the four years I've been doing it. And also there is so many, we're on a tipping point now where the science is coming into it as well to back it up. We've got the evidence to back all this up now as well. So it will become quite um, mainstream in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, okay. So, uh, sorry, changing uh, direction again. What, uh, from an advice point of view, you know, if you're looking back, so I'm trying to maybe bring things a bit to a conclusion. Um, yeah, you know, you've said a lot of these probably already, but uh, any sort of specific piece of advice you'd give to a business owner or two or three bits of advice you think that if you were starting again, what would you do differently? So maybe wrapping those two sort of points into one. Yeah, I, I would outsource things that you're not good at. Definitely understand your strengths and weaknesses at the start of your business. Don't be afraid of your weaknesses. Either learn how to overcome your weaknesses or really manage them by outsourcing. If you can't do it yourself, outsource it because your business will grow much quicker as a result. And continue to work on yourself as well. You know, what do I need to learn? At the start of every year, I map out over that next 12 months, what do I personally need to learn myself as far as my emotional intelligence and the business? I look at training, webinars, I map it out throughout the year, where do I wanna go? Um, and obviously I have to find somewhere abroad because I love to travel. So it's an excuse yeah. to go away as well. But yeah, work on yourself because quite often when you're in the business, you tend to be so consumed with the business. You forget about upskilling yourself as well. So definitely listen to podcasts, read books, put yourself on training and create a spreadsheet for yourself, for your own training. Yeah. And, that's okay. what I would. and you do that at the start of every year. You sort of yeah. try and nail it down because I think that's the th thing i think yeah i think that's a very good point you've made there is to try it because yeah try and nail it before the year begins because yeah. as soon as you're up and into yeah. the diary starts filling people start yeah. coming in and then you put yourself on the back burner again and it's over the christmas period it's like right how do i want to enhance myself not the team or you know yourself as a business person and then just think about what do i want to learn over the next 12 months find those places to go book it out pay for it and it's done it's in the diary and you write, do you write this, yeah, take it, you write this down, it's all written down. So yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of science behind writing down goals and plans and so on. So yeah. And interesting enough, we've started doing our business goals around the new moon. Right. Okay. Very good. Every month as well. So it's uh, just, we're trialing it out as well. So it's just a good place to set specific targets for the month ahead. And yeah, it's just a way to keep us on task. <laughs> okay. Very good. And then, so yeah sort of a final businessy type question the future if you had a crystal ball what do you see your sort of chrysalis's uh business future um, in the next three five ten years any so, predictions for us yeah. people like us to give stock market predictions so we're gonna get, <laughs> get yeah do you know what it's about the fun team around us people love to come to work um and even great to work life balance you know just yeah and making a difference massively making a difference to businesses cultures education sectors and be okay. known to people look forward to seeing us so yeah good. yeah sounds good well so uh, moving on then wrapping things up there's a few sort of personal question well, i'd say personally you know more lights lights of the question on business questions yeah. uh, so i'm going to pick a couple here just to try and get to know you a little bit better tracy so current book you're reading oh i'm currently reading or business book Feeling fire at the moment, which is about Navy SEALs, emotional intelligence, and Silicon Valley. What's it called? I missed the title, sorry. Feeling fire. 
very good yeah, yeah that's that's okay and you recommend it yeah it's very deep <laughs> it's very deep so it, it's it suits my line of work so yeah um, okay very good uh current box set tv shows you'd recommend are you watching Oh, God, I'm just dipping to... It depends on my mood. I did enjoy Ricky Gervais's Afterlife the other week. I mean, is it yeah, Ozark? I'm on that at the moment. Um, yeah. It depends on my mood. It really does. You know, if I want something fun and uplifting, I'll go and watch it and uh, sit here. No, I, 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 but those two you both mentioned I've watched. I must obviously be watching too much TV. But, yeah, I've watched <laughs> both of those, so that's good. And, okay, final question then. Business Idol? Unless you... Yeah, final question. Oh, I don't have one specific one, but I really admire Oprah, you know, Steve Jobs, your Bill Gates, your Michelle Obama's. Um, yeah, just quite sort of Oprah. Yeah, I really admire Oprah. I think it's because she does make such a big difference. But yeah, that's... Um, okay, very good. So yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Particularly, anything else you'd like to say or about your business or uh, advice or, or anything uh, in that well, sort of way? I you know what I think. It's just learn. You know, keep up skilling yourself. You know, learn from different people. But and, and also, what I'd like to say is, do not underestimate having a good PA around you. Okay. They yeah. are your nuts and bolts of your business, your company. They need to get to know you. They need to be under your skin. They need to be in your laptop. Um, that do not underestimate your team as well around you. So, yeah, and it's and it's one of the things that you said. Um, well, not specifically in that in that sense, but one of the sort of uh, themes that you had is about growing your business, and that's part of growing your business for a lot of people, isn't it? It's 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 taking on that next, it's going to that next step of outsourcing or yeah, growing your team to make you better. And I suppose in a financial sense, I think business is very much, which is late to that, it's like it's one step back to go two forward, isn't it? And then, you, you know, you invest in the business to go two paces forward. And it's yeah. a very difficult thing to do. And, and a lot of people, my biggest fear for the current, my biggest worry is that the, the whole coronavirus will stifle a lot of entrepreneurism for the next um, couple of years. And it'll, it'll, I, that's what I worry about actually is that people don't do what you're doing is saying oh you know they, they'll sort of uh, the natural instinct is to be cautious isn't it when things are like this and for the foreseeable and they might have been thinking about doing what you've just said getting a PA or whatever it might be and uh, it's just to perhaps you know encourage people to, to, to take the plunge even despite all the doom doom and gloom that's going yeah. on at the and moment you know what? So now's the time it's the way you look at it if you change those lens and look at it in a very different way you know and just think this is a, a perfect opportunity to sit and, and be creative and bring that entrepreneurship back into flow you know where am I going to go with it how are things changed where can I now find that little niche in the market yeah. you know when I come back and do your research you know you've got the time to do it so it's time to really yeah you got time yeah, but really. have the, the confidence to do it that's that that is so so key you know don't let the fear drive don't let the doom and gloom of the news and people saying about businesses and the the global scale of it just if you feel you've got something to give and just go with it yeah i read something uh you might follow him i followed the uh, tony robbins a little bit and he uh i've been reading his linkedin post and it says where focus goes energy flows energy or something flow. like that yeah, 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 and of course, if you're watching the news all day long, that's a disaster, isn't it? I mean, you're just going to turn into a wreck. I mean, who wouldn't if you watch 24/7 news? So, I'm trying to ban. I'm trying to ban news in my house. I'm not getting very far, but I'm trying to stop my wife from watching it. Yeah, ration it half an hour a day. So my, daughter, <laughs> yeah. my daughter on the phone just ration everybody on the news. Yeah. That was really great. Thank you. I just well, just to sort of wrap things up. Then thanks very much to. 
Tracy, that was really great, actually. Some really good insights there. Um, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Secret Podcast and managed to take away some valuable tips and activities to help you in your business journey. This podcast is aimed at those about to start their self-employed life, are already well into their time as a business owner, or are interested in the business world of Wales. If you like this episode of the Business Secret Podcast, you can catch up on our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Every episode is available on our website on www.penguinwealth.com where you'll find a full transcription of each episode, useful links, and a step-by-step process on how to download and keep any episode released. You can also download your free copy of our book, The Business Secret, direct from our website. Don't forget to leave us a review and a star rating on Apple Podcasts.